Waldron, do you want to do a podcast? I do want to do a podcast. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm 100% sure. Welcome to their very best, the podcast where total amateurs make wild proclamations about the work of expert professional musicians, despite having no actual qualifications. I'm Bill Noto. And I'm Waldron Faulkner. Thanks for joining us for wild, unsolicited opinions about Lenny Kravitz. Oh, yeah. It's on. It's on. I've kind of wanted to do this one for a while. Um, I don't know that, like, Lenny Kravitz isn't, like, one of my all-time favorites, but hmm. I don't know. I've, I thought that this would be a good episode for us. Was he on your original list of people you wanted to do an episode about? Or was he someone that... I don't that know. Maybe. Came um, in there. I don't remember. Like, the original, original list? I don't yeah. know. Probably not. Like, probably it was all the classic rockers from the 70s and 60s and... I was surprised that his first album came out in 1989. Yeah. Like, I was a freshman in high school. I was the age of our children when his first album came out. Did you listen to it? No, I don't think I was aware of it. I don't remember. I think I think I was aware of him. I guess maybe he became much more popular in the 90s. Yeah. Well, which would only be a year later. Right. But, like, in the later 90s. Not, like, in the early 90s. Or even the mid-90s. But, like, the turn of the century. Yeah. Is that right? Um, I don't know. I think people who, who know were listening in the earliest 90s. Mm -hmm. Like, those albums did pretty well. Mm -hmm. He did a lot of touring on mm -hmm. them, I think. Mm -hmm. Waldron, this is going to be a tour, and oftentimes when we do a tour, there's some kind of organizing principle. Do you have an organizing principle? Well... It's going to be kind of a tour because you might have one or two picks. I might. And that's not the same as Revenge, co-host Revenge. It's one or two picks. But I can do the whole tour if necessary. So there are, there are like some Lenny Kravitz songs I like, but I would say they're probably all pedestrian picks. They're like the popular ones that you heard on the radio. So right. take me on a tour. Introduce I'll me. I'll take you on a little bit of a tour and yeah. I hope that it won't be... So he's got a lot of material sort of posts when I gotten got into this stuff and so usually that material that's over the past 20 years gets short shrift on our podcast right Bill so oh yeah and and I don't think there's going to be too much of an exception although I might have one or two picks um, <laughs> the name of this podcast is songs we like so it's it's their very best and and you know I mean if the stuff from the past 20 years was their very best then we'd play it more mm -hmm. how about that I like it that's definitive yeah so I'll, I mean, I'll just make a pick here. So I'm going to start with this song from the album called Five, which is his fifth album. And it's called If You Can't Say No. So I'm going to reveal that three of my top five songs for Lenny Kravitz are on this album. I like it. And this is the third best of them. I, okay. I love this album. It's yeah. great. I know that you are in love with me. 
I did pay more attention to this album. Well, you cheated because I cheated. We talked I'm, about it because I'm a rule breaker and a cheater. <laughs> You're a real rebel, <laughs> right? Yeah. that chorus the whole thing about this album and about Lenny Kravitz in general is that like I think of his whole career as being an homage to the 70s yeah and this album especially Uh this just feels so 70s especially that um that chorus I mean I I hear it in the chorus but I actually think this sounds not like the 70s well what about that Rhodes Okay, the Rhodes part, but that like, clav in your right ear. Yeah, the clav for sure. When I heard the clav, I thought of Stevie Wonder. Guitar solo here. We can talk a little about the fact that he's such a multi-instrumentalist, right? Yes. Because he's a drummer. Yes. And he's playing this guitar. I think he's playing this guitar. I'd be very surprised if it weren't him. What do you think of him as a drummer? Well, I know that his musical collaborator is Zorro, who's also a drummer. And so I'm assuming that most of the drums on these albums are Zorro. Zorro. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Who... The only reason I know who Zorro is is because Zorro wrote a drumming book, which was like one of the one of the first drum books I bought. Zorro. Yeah, there's so much of a I call it homage or tribute or just sort of he's not stuck in the 70s, right? But in a minute we're gonna have a, I'm gonna play you some examples of stuff that I think are like. Clearly, him doing an homage to some to one style or another, usually from the seventies. But like, he's a real chameleon, I think, when it comes to genre. Yeah. All right, I'm going to move on to another pick here. I like that song a lot, by the way. Yeah, me too. But not as well as at least two other songs on that same album. Uh huh. But here's one. I'm not sure whether this one will be a pick or not. Pedestrian. It might be pedestrian, but... <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. What does this sound like to you? It sounds like it's the 70s. It does. It sounds like the Jackson 5. Right. Got that strings and... It sounds great, frankly. I mean, I looked this up and fully expected it to be a cover. Is that also a Rhodes? So much time. Something about that sounds like it's a synth version of a Rhodes patch to me, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny is one of the most popular. Well, I hope you're not going to play a particular song on this album. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a song you don't want me to play. There's like an anti song that's very popular, but I think it's just like meh. <laughs> is it on this album? Uh, it this is, is on it Mama is. Said. Oh, I thought we were sticking on five. You're moving around. Okay. No, no. No wonder. Okay. Oh, 
You're worried that I'm going to play the song Fly Away. No, I actually like that song. <laughs> Is it the cover of American Woman? Yeah, that's the one I don't like. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very, it's one of the, it's the second most popular song on the album, but I don't know. I'm just kind of like, come on. That's all we need from that one. That sounds so good. This album came out in 98? Five? Is that true? No. Mama Said was in from, is from 91. Okay. So while we were doing prep, such as it was, I listened to Let Love Rule yeah. from 1989 and just thought it didn't sound that good in terms of its engineering and production. Right. Do, yeah. do you think that? I guess I do. I wasn't thinking about, you know, I'm not a real like audiophile. And so like, you know, in retrospect, I can, I can hear that. I can, I, I kind of am aware of that, but it's not something that I would um, have noticed, right? It's not something I would listen to this and be like, hmm, this doesn't sound good. This is not Steely Dan quality. Right. Well, I'll, I'll tell you that I'm not really an audiophile either. And I never really have that observation where I'm like, this doesn't sound good, but I did. On that well, wait point, until we do so. the Broncho episode, then you'll hear it. Broncho, Broncho, your girlfriend's lying. Oh, man. I can't <laughs> wait for the Braun Show episode. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Let Love Rule, its first album, it's 1989. It's like he's trying to establish a right. career. Probably didn't have the time or resources or, you know, or, or help to make it sound the way he wanted. And maybe, maybe he was playing the drums instead of Zorro. You know, I don't know. Maybe. I did really like Mr. Cab Driver as a song, by the way. <laughs> a lot of people like that one. It's good. It's good. Yeah. All right. I'm going to move us along, Bill. Let's go. I'm going Let's pretty go. quickly here. Okay. We're going to go back to the album five because I can't resist it. Wait. So wait, what album was the one you just played? That was on Mama Said. 19... Mama Said, 91. Okay. Five is from 98. It's interesting. When he started, MTV was still playing videos. I can't imagine he wouldn't want to get in on that because he's such a fashionista. Totally. You know, he's like such he's a fashion guy yeah. and he's good looking and he's got a whole like sort yeah. of he's a, aesthetic. In the modern parlance of our times, we would say he's always been a whole vibe. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> That's so cringe that you I know. use that. Amos doesn't language. like it when I try and say anything like that. <laughs> All right, we did. If you can't say no, this is... A song I like even better. It's called I Belong to You. It's got the, a similar thing to If You Can't Say No. It's got that sort of pedal point note. <laughs> that thing. ding? Yeah. It changes pitch in a minute. It's going to be a 70s sounding thing again. Check this out. stick with the echo on the yeah. backbeat. That's my favorite snare noise. Is it? Yeah. It's great sound. My music is loaded with them. Do you know who produced this? I don't. Let's see if I can look it up real fast. What were you, what, I'll look it up. What were you going to say? If you're driving around on a hot summer night in a convertible mm -hmm. with someone that you feel strongly about, this is a good song for that. Okay. That's awesome. This is, that's my advice for you. I like it. You know, I always welcome your advice. 
<laughs> I think my convertible days may be over, but the love for this song remains. Listen to this guitar. So put away the fight. Now I'm gonna live my life. Written and produced by Kravitz. By the way, this song. It sounds great. It does. Oh, I belong to you. And you, you, you belong to me too. I wish I had some more to say about these songs, Bill. You know, I've decided that... <laughs> I'm no longer going to chastise you when you challenge me to say something interesting about the picks that I make because I'm very resistant to that and have been historically, but I mean, come on. That's the point of the podcast. That is, so. That's what people are... I think that's why people come. <laughs> Long ago, I decided, you know what? I got to take Bill off the hook for for challenging me to, the, to say what I love about it. I mean, other than just that, the vibe of it and, and my own very fond memories of the song and all the songs on the on this album yeah and the throwback nature of it do you, does, does it bring back memory do you, was that actually a thing where you're driving around in a convertible it doesn't remind me of any one specific moment it reminds me of that sort of era of my life yeah that was a cool guitar solo that we just talked over totally <laughs> All instruments and vocals performed by Lenny Kravitz. I love that. Except. Except for Zorro. Except for the toy piano. Oh. <laughs> who, who played that? He couldn't play that. That was performed by Terry Manning. You hear that like ding, ding, ding. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. One thing I was listening to when I was listening to Lenny Kravitz was could I hear the bass drum and the bass guitar? Like oftentimes a production choice is like which one you're going to emphasize with like which one you can hear versus just feel like sometimes the bass part, the bass drum part, you just feel you don't really hear it. Could you, you know, did you generally find that he was favoring the bass over the bass drum? Um, I think so, but now I don't know. <laughs> that's the kind of content we love. <laughs> that's a well, that's well, one of those Mar- that's Martha, Martha specials. Rule breaker. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> right. All right. Are you ready for the for the number? This is my number two song. I have a number six song that we didn't play. In case you want to jump in with something that we have to have, but this is my number two pick, oh. and it is not on five. Okay. It's on Are You Gonna Go My Way? Oh, yeah. Which is from, when is it? It's 1993. Yep. Heaven Help. I love this piano sound. There comes a time to be free of the heart. He can really sing. I wanna be ready. Yep. Ready to stand. So let me tell you a <laughs> I'll tell you a little anecdote. So I'm already laughing. 
<laughs> a good friend of mine from New York, Dan Pelson, had this amazing loft in Manhattan in Soho on, I think it was Crosby Street. I don't, I don't remember. So he got this amazing place. He, he put a, like a really big piano in. He's a music guy, um, music industry guy too. And so he put a, you know, he's got his piano in there and I, I moved my amp in there. We would jam out. It's like the last time I ever really jammed with anybody. But shortly after he moved in to this place, um, Lenny Kravitz bought the unit above him. Mm-hmm. And so he's trying to be like a music guy oh my God. in his, you know, in his loft. And then so sometimes he'd like see Lenny Kravitz with a lot of like really fancy people. You can imagine Kravitz on the elevator, you know, you get on the elevator and there's he's, Lenny Kravitz. He's wearing like those fly glasses, like fly yeah. mirror glasses. Right. And, and you no know, shirt. <laughs> right. No shirt. The image that I have is of my friend Dan Pelson, like hanging on the ceiling with a broomstick telling Lenny Kravitz to shut up up there, you know? So, and your friend was a musician? He was a music industry guy and an amateur musician, someone that I would jam with a lot. And we worked together and was he ever he like, was just a good guy. Was he ever like, I'm going to try and walk into the building carrying my guitar so that Lenny Kravitz will see me with my guitar <laughs> at the same time? <laughs> no, he would not have done that. That uh, would not have been his style. That's, that's more like what I would have done. I can't imagine a worse thing for a musician than to have Lenny Kravitz move in Why? the unit above you. Even I mean, no, that right? could be that could be amazing. <laughs> like if Lenny Kravitz is like, "Hey, do you have a, do you have a stick of butter?" And you're like, "I do, but do you think you could be on my album? I need someone to sing. Right. Just need, this one part. You, just you could just come down and do a little vocal thing. It'll be cool." Yeah. Let's hang. I'm I'll, sure I'll, get like, you. Oh. I'll, I'll bring pizza. <laughs> <laughs> you could probably make friends with Lenny Kravitz. I think I for me and maybe Dan Pelson, I'm sure they were friendly, but I, you know what? I think I would have. <laughs> well, I think you make friends with everybody, Billy. Everyone loves you. Yeah. So I don't see why Kravitz wouldn't love you. <clears throat> I should write him. <laughs> Let's take you on a little bit of a tour here. Here we go. Okay. I'm going to play you some songs that are, we'll call them homage or tribute songs mm-hmm. that are different. They kind of are different genres, right? But I just want to play you some of the various different like sounds that you can get from this guy. We already listened to It Ain't Over Till It's Over, which sounds like the Jackson 5, right? Check out this song, Eleutheria. Mm-hmm. This song was on on repeat playlist because... I was moving into one of my places in New York and had it on repeat for like two days straight. I don't know why I I couldn't get enough of this song. It's because of the chorus right here. This is a funky pick, Waldron. Well, it's not a pick. That's a sample of... By the way... Well, when I mix these down, it's going to be like, they're going to come hard and fast. It's going to be like, listen to all these different genre sounds he's pulling off. Okay. Can I do a, a two second note interjection? You can just let me finish. Let me finish oh, yeah. some of this. Yeah. Some of the tour. I've got a bunch of these and I'll try to run oh, through. Oh, it's going to be like super cut. I got it. Okay. Right. This one's is called Rock and Roll is Dead and it's on Circus. Tell me if this isn't Jimmy Page. 
or I don't know, Prince. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah. You think you're on top of the world. Guy knows how to play rock. So you know what is funny? Like, uh, well, I have another. I've got like, I've got a queue of interjections, but we're in your we're in like your speed round right now, so I don't want to interrupt. S- save up all your interjections. I'm, I'm going to take take some notes over here. Okay. What about this? Can't get you off my mind from the album Circus, the same one that had the song we just listened to. Wait until he sings. Life is just a lonely highway. I'm out here on the open road. I like this one. <laughs> I like this one. It's a, it's a little bit cheesy, but I like it anyway. It's a little bit cheesy. It's very country. Uh, it's been moving much more towards country in recent years. Hmm. I noticed as I sort of listened to some of the most recent stuff. This is on the same as that one that we just now listened to. Rock and roll is dead. Here's another one. And then I've only got a couple more and then I'll I'll, list, I'll entertain the interjections. Wash me over. Wash me down. I wanna get sick, baby. Ooh, liquid Jesus, wash me over. This is actually a good one for my thought about the bass drum. You can't really hear the note of the bass drum. You can just sort of feel it. It's very thumpy, very low. Yeah, but the, you can't really like hear the frequency. You can feel it. But you can certainly hear the bass guitar. You and I were made to be. That falsetto thing he does is It's great. It's great. Yeah. For the day that you would come to set me free. It's finally over. To me that's like that's like Prince and Michael Jackson. Tell me if this one isn't straight off of uh, Marvin Gaye. <laughs> Sounds like um, what's that song on um, on what's going on? Yeah, Inner City Blues. <laughs> Do you want to play that for our listeners? Sure. Let me play it real quick for our very besties' benefit. should be doing a Marvin Gaye episode soon. Although, I'm sort of giving it away. <laughs> what is <laughs> it's very previous. best? It's, it's foreshadowing. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. You get the idea. And then there's one last one of my supercut of homage. It's got a 70s funk feel to it. Yeah. Super love. On Black and White America... I interrupted. I kept you from interrupting me. Do not interrupt me when I'm interrupting you. <laughs> I want to hear your ideas. Okay, so I have to. I feel like it's my constitutional obligation. Ask you to play just a few bars of "Are You Gonna Go My Way?" Okay, and tell me what occurs to you as soon as you hear it. Oh my God! Is it going to be the? Just play it. <laughs> just wait. Don't 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 guess. Just play it. So before I even play it, I know that it's going to be the quarter note stomp. <laughs> which this totally could have been in my homage section because it's got a Hendrixy feel to it with that quarter note stomp and the the guitar 
Yeah, it's not only has the Hendrixy feel to it, but it's also got the what I really want to know is whispered, <laughs> which is right. a direct quote Jimi Hendrix quotation, right? Oh, nice. Right? Yeah. What, are you ex- what I really want to know is are you experienced? <laughs> right? Is that right? Am I right? It totally is. You totally are right. So anyway, that song got me thinking about Jimi Hendrix, and it also got me thinking. This is my second interjection, by the way. But nice. It also got me thinking about rock and how rock was sort of like white people's interpretation of blues or cultural appropriation of blues, whatever you want to call it. But it's interesting, like, who are, like, the famous black rock stars? And I can, and and to me, it's like, I, I, I don't think I can think of more than five, which is probably lame on my part. But I thought of Jimi Hendrix first. I thought of Prince. I thought of Vernon Reed from Living Color. Okay. Do you, do you remember Living Color? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I thought of Lenny Kravitz. Yeah. And I don't know if I could think of a fifth one, which is... Maybe you can. By the way, Living Color was the opener for the Rolling Stones at Shea Stadium when I went and saw the Rolling Stones. Oh. So, there you go. Billy, it's time. Is it time? It is time. It's so fast. Are you going to tell us what Lenny Kravitz's very best song is, Waldron? Is it decided or have you not played it yet? I have not yet played it. Oh, this is so exciting. But it's time to play it. I feel like we need to cue up some like cheesy effects of drum roll or something. Ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you might have, you might have enough rolly drum on this song to satisfy that desire. Okay. So it's also on the album five, Mm -hmm. which is definitively his very best album, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. Mm -hmm. It's called Thinking of You. Hear that little ghosty roll? What is that? I hear ghost notes, like 16th ghost notes. But they're, you'd call that 64th note ghost notes? I wouldn't even call it 64th. I don't hear a, a buzz. You hear like a buzzy roll sound? Like a press roll? Yeah. Here, let me play it a little louder. Okay. This is fun. It's in there. I think maybe you just can't hear it through the zoom. Oh. The bass is amazing. The drums are amazing. Super loose feel to the drums. Yeah. Great roads. And listen to this chorus. gotta admit dude that's great that is a rocking amazing wonderful soul I kind of love tune. i love a song dedicated to your mom too <laughs> don't you is it is it dedicated to the mama i think it is just listen are you looking it up just listen to the lyrics tell me mama no more sleeping you know we don't listen to the lyrics well on this occasion try Both verses start with Tell Me Mama, but then listen to the chorus. Yeah, 
I'm convinced. You're declaring it. I'm declaring it a mama song. Makes sense now that I look at it. Well, his mother is famous. Yeah. Roxy Roker was on the Jeffersons. Yep. Exactly. You know, I think um, Kanye's like descent into mental unwellness and anti-Semitism aside, Kanye's West song, Hey Mama, is another good dedication to a mom. It's a great song. It's called Hey Mama. Even without the lyrics, even without yeah. listening to the lyrics or thinking about the lyrics, yeah. it's just an amazing piece of music that I love and it. I think I'm declaring it his very best. On what is it about this music that you love the most? I love this 70s feel. Uh-huh. But... The loose. The fact that this is a rock album, like, I feel like it's... If you took everything I loved about that 70s soul feel and then you packaged it for a white rock kid like me, this is what you'd get. It's huh. It's got everything you kind of want. And, and I think without... Without dumbing down the soul part of it at all. We were talking about rock earlier. I don't think of this at all as a rock song. I mean, it's got... Yeah, I don't either. It's like so 70s. It's all of... So many of his songs are. Yeah, and I love that. Yeah. And the guy can sing, and the bass is great, and the engineering on this is amazing. So... Great times. Great song. I could have come up with a quiz that would have thrown a little wrench in your works. Mr. Cab Driver. <laughs> yeah, any quiz that you could have come up with would totally have wrenched up the works, man. Which? Okay, here's the quiz. Which weatherman is the cousin? Al Roker. Wow. Well, well, true. <laughs> yeah. You got it. Well, so it's decided for Lenny Kravitz. You've it is totally decided. You've declared the best album. Let me re please. I will re-proclaim <laughs> the best album five, the number five, and the best song "Thinking of You" on that same album. Just and and many other songs on that album. Maybe would challenge it. Although this is gonna make this is gonna make a nice playlist. I'm actually excited about it. So get in touch with us, folks. We have a few ways. You can look for us on Instagram and Facebook at their very best. Yep. You can email us at contact at their very best. What if they don't what if they don't agree with what we're saying? You know, if you don't like what we've said, you can email us your thoughts by emailing false or wrong at theirverybest.com. Yeah. And you can check out our website where all of our episodes are archived. We've got show notes for many of them, and we have great playlists. Um, the playlists. I'm supposed to hype the playlists right here. Would you please? I'm going to do the playlist. Would you I'm gonna, let me hype them. Hype, hype away. Hype off. These playlists are freaking amazing, dude. <laughs> the playlists. It's every song that we talked about. Yeah. If you've been introduced to music that you're digging, you can listen to it on, through the playlist. I'm quite behind. I'm porting some of the last several episodes over to the Apple Music playlist. I think you might be up to 10 episodes behind on that. Oof, that's bad. I, I used to be so diligent. We should count them. Oh, yeah. That'd be like a feature, like a recurring feature, like how 
behind is Billy in the porting over. We should just delete that from the template. Yeah. (laughs) So you have some things to say. Yeah. People need to leave a review of this podcast. How do they do that? Like, where do you go to do it? People always say leave a review, but how do you leave a review? Well, you can go to the Apple podcast application. Or any or any of the platforms, wherever you're wherever you're listening to the podcast, it's likely that you can leave a review on that. That's platform. true. What, what I would say though is particularly what would be the most helpful is if you left us a review on the Apple Podcast app because that actually influences the Apple ratings, which influences everybody else's ratings. Because five stars only. Five stars only. Exactly. Right. And we're going to do more of these, so beware. Warning, warning. Watch out. We'll be offering more unsolicited wrong opinions in the near future. I'm Bill. And I'm Waldron, and thanks for listening to Their Very Best. 